Hello everyone, welcome to the first episode of the 8 Squad for Life podcast. My name is Aaron David what up, Harris, award-winning filmmaker, okay. independent game designer, talk, yo, talk. interactive media producer, no Comic-Con special guest no and panelist, member no of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. That means I get the vote on the daytime Emmys, Tell them, baby. the children and family Emmys, and the prime time Emmy. Stop. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Stop. What you mean, wait? What you mean? I was getting wait, excited. Wait, wait, wait. I was getting excited. Wait. What you, what you Cut mean, the music. Wait, Stop it. Wait. Stop. What's Stop. What, what's happening? What, Okay. Sorry guys, let's let's slow it down here. Normally when I do any project, I introduce myself. I talk a lot about my credentials and my accolades and my awards and where I've gone and where I've presented and all of the different states that I've lived in and all of that other stuff. But that's not what this podcast is about. At least not entirely. So I guess I should introduce myself again. My name is Aaron David Harris. I am a father. And this podcast is about the unique dynamics of my family. Specifically, my children. My wife and I have five children. One daughter and two sets of twin boys. Hold up. I ain't quite here. What you said. Did you just say two sets? One daughter and and two sets of twin boys. Children are a blessing to God. Come on, just stop at one. We and multiple. Bill White. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. One daughter and two sets of twin boys. And before you ask, no, twins do not run in our family. No, we did not try to have two sets of twins. We get that question all the time from people and it always freaks me out. Who in their right mind tries, tries to have twins back to back? Oh, it's easier because you get to get it all out the way. Oh, big families are so beautiful and twins, they basically raise each other. The more children you have, the easier it gets. Lies, 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 cap, 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 lies. They all lied. <laughs> At the time of this recording, our daughter is 11. The first set of boys are six. The second set of boys are four. However, our double twins blessing isn't the only thing that makes this family unique. See, all of our boys have special needs. I'll get more into the specifics throughout the podcast episodes, but I'll tell you this. The one thing we never do is call them disabilities. Rather, we treat them as superpowers that they are learning to master. Superpowers are a big thing for me. I'm an 80s baby, 90s kid. And my favorite show growing up was X-Men, the animated series. It's one of my all-time favorite television shows to this day. The show continues to have a profound impact on me, not just artistically, but also personally. You have to understand, 
having this many kids with all of their unique needs and behaviors was profoundly overwhelming. And I needed a way to take in everything around me and process it in a way that I could understand. So I decided to turn this superhuman parenting challenge into a great mission. My wife and I have been charged with raising five special individuals, training them to become the next great team of superheroes. This idea was so inspiring for me that I decided to make an animated film called H Squad. The film has done very well, winning several film festival awards across the country, culminating in a win at the 2023 Slam Dance Film Festival earlier this year. If you're not familiar, Slam Dance is an Academy Award qualifying film festival, and I was very, very honored to win. If you're interested, you can check out the film right now at ADHX2.com. In the story, all of the kids have superpowers that fit their personalities and their special needs in real life. And it is through that lens that I would like to introduce the H Squad. First, there's my daughter. Her name is Bria, my only girl. She is often called the captain of the ship because she is a born leader. Thoughtful and creative, she loves to laugh and she loves to build. In the film, Bria has the ability to draw things and make them come to life. From something simple like a bird or a car to something spectacular and complex like an entire city full of buildings and people and roads. Her goal is to become a great architect, so I thought this ability would fit her well. Next up are the first set of twin boys, six years old. Both are on the autism spectrum. Outside of that, they are two completely different kids. We'll start with Austin. Technically the firstborn son. Austin is the purest, most innocent human being that I have ever met. He lives in his own world and interacts with things in his own way. He is mostly nonverbal, but that doesn't mean he can't technically speak, air quotes. Austin communicates with his big, beautiful eyes. He communicates with an infectious laugh as the simplest things can bring him unbridled joy. In the film, Austin is one of the most powerful superhuman kids in the world. He was born with so many abilities that it overloads his brain, so he relies on his family to help him manage his powers. Austin's twin brother is Avery. Like me, he loves superheroes and he loves video games. He's curious, inquisitive, and interactive. But one of Avery's biggest challenges is focus. Sometimes he struggles with listening and following through with directions. His focus can waver, flowing aimlessly like the wind. And in the film, that's his superpower, aerokinesis, which means he can control the air and the wind, creating cyclones and whirlwinds. It is a very powerful ability, but without focus, it can cause a lot of trouble. This brings us to the second set of boys, my four-year-olds, the smallest kids with the biggest personalities. 
The firstborn son of this set is Arthur, and he is the single most naturally gifted child in the family as it pertains to learning and academics. He can read literally anything, kids books, cookbooks, comic books, song books, instruction manuals, internet pages, TV subtitles, you name it, if it's in English, he can read it. However, as a student, Arthur doesn't always display these abilities because he rarely responds to vocal commands. This is because Arthur is an empath. He responds to emotions more than he responds to words. If someone is happy, then he's happy. If someone is crying, then he's crying. In the film, Arthur has an ability called emotional suggestion, which means he can use his feelings to hypnotize other people into doing or feeling what he wants them to do or feel. And then our very last child, Andrew. With nearly unlimited energy and stamina, Andrew is phenomenally fast, phenomenally strong for a four-year-old boy. Unfortunately, there have been many times in his life where he's needed every ounce of that energy and strength just to live. Andrew has a condition called subglottic stenosis or sometimes called cricoid stenosis. And what it means is that he was born with an airway that's too narrow for him to use which resulted in illnesses so life-threatening that he needed a tracheostomy tube inserted in his throat that he lives with to this day. But trust me, none of that has gotten in the way of him living life to the fullest because Andrew is a dude's dude. Fierce, wild, brave, super athletic, and gets into anything, even if it means tearing it apart piece by piece, which is why in the film, I gave him the ability to transform into a beast. Super speed, super strength, enhanced senses, the boot, the works, all of it. So there you have it. Bria, Austin, Avery, Arthur, and Andrew. Together, they are the eight squad. And as their father, I am tasked with guiding them as they learn to use their abilities in a positive and impactful way. Now, I'm sure you've got other questions. What does my wife do for a living? Does she have superpowers too? Do I have them? What's it like for my daughter as the only girl? Do I have help around the house? How do you manage birthdays, holidays, date nights, family trips? How do you have time to even do this podcast? There's so much to tell, like how we had five kids going to five different schools at one point or how our wild move to New York out here to California went completely haywire or about the time we got separated in Tijuana. I'll cover all of this and so much more in the next episodes of this podcast. Until next time, have a good day. Make it a good day. Peace. <laughs>